the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Fourth of July Eve, oh, and I could not. My. <laughs> oh my! Indeed, it is Monday night, but it feels kind of like a Friday, right, y'all? Because it is, uh, you know, we have tomorrow off. You, many of you out there, might already have tonight off, but you know what? And I know that there's lots of people in media with the night off, but we're here live, right? We're going to bring you a great show tonight. There's so much happening. Uh, what was the substance that was found at the White House? So many questions for tonight's show that we're going to try to answer for you guys. Why is Baltimore and the Baltimore mayor trying to blame Texas for the horrible shooting that took place there over the weekend? Why did Ron DeSantis, why did his team retweet that really weird, bizarre ad uh, does is is he just really desperate and or is 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 he done or does he have a chance to really take Donald Trump? We've got that to talk about uh, you guys tonight. Why is the Biden administration talking about trying to block the sun? <laughs> oh, but there's no uh, geoengineering happening, right? We got lots to talk about tonight, but we want to hear from you. We're going to make sure that we can take your calls tonight. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. We are celebrating Independence Day tomorrow, and I think that many for many people with everything that's happening in the US, many people are are saying that this is this Independence Day, 4th of July means more to them than years past. They're appreciating this country more. As the left continues to bag on this country and criticize this country and try to destroy this country more and more. What is this? What does this Independence Day mean to you? Does it mean the same? Does it mean more to you because of what's been going on? 888-344-1170. After the first break, we've got Larry Clayman, founder of Judicial Watch and most recently Freedom Watch is going to be here to give his unique perspective on the intersectionality of the great SCOTUS rulings that we had last week, but then the Biden corruption scandal that continues to get worse with an FBI and DOJ that's covering up their crimes. Bottom half of the hour, Gregory Wrightstone, who wrote The Inconvenient Truth, encountered Al Gore's, um, no, Al Gore wrote Inconvenient Truth. And Gary Gregory Wrightstone wrote the counter to that. I can't remember his 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 book title, but he's going to be here to talk about the insane idea of the Biden. What could possibly go wrong with this Biden administration and the U.S. government trying to interfere with the sun? 
Oh, dear. <laughs> think about that as you think about them bringing in a hazmat team over some white powder that was found at the White House. Before I go any further, got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. You sound kind of low key, like you're ready for a, uh, I'd say, a holiday weekend, but it's, it's only one day off. Well, you know what? I'm actually, yeah, it's only one day. It's not really a holiday weekend. Um, if I'm sounding low key, it may be just the distance because I'm actually not in the studio tonight. Um, I'm kind of in a funky mood because I'm in celebratory mood. We do have a holiday tomorrow and I'm seeing such absurdity in what's happening, uh, in with the left. With their, their cohorts in the media, uh, trying to, um, yeah, in answer to your question, I mean, I think to me it means, you know, it's, it's such a special day because it reminds us of how quickly we can lose the freedoms that sometimes we take for granted. Growing up, 4th of July and Independence Day was not really a big holiday in my family because we didn't really have a place to go to to watch the fireworks. It was just, you know, um, it was always just the same four of us, uh, five of us, actually, um, I can count, <laughs> brother and sister, mom and dad. And, you know, it was kind of like Thanksgiving. It was just kind of, a, uh, you know, food was okay, but it really wasn't that big a deal. I mean, I was all about Christmas when I was growing up. Christmas and Easter were really my two big holidays growing up. Um, I loved, and every day in my house was Love of Country Day. We celebrated this country and talked about the greatness of America all the time. So, you know, the 4th of July really wasn't the, the big holiday for me. Um, let's get into it because there was a, there was a terrible story o- over the weekend out of Baltimore. And let me remind everybody, if you've forgotten really, uh, Baltimore is, is known for more things than unfortunately Joe Biden and corn pop. Uh, Baltimore is also the town of Freddie Gray, which happened in the Freddie Gray incident happened on the heels of uh, Michael Brown. And it was Baltimore is a city that is entirely run by black leaders, entirely run. If there's a problem going on in Baltimore, you only have the black leadership in that town to blame. Um, in, in fact, it, uh, Baltimore is also known that after the Freddie Gray incident, the Baltimore mayor coming out and saying that those writing and burning down businesses needed, needed a space to be able to take out their aggressions. And the, the, but the problem with that, well, there's many problems with that, but, uh, the, the businesses that were being targeted, um, by the African American community there on the heels of Freddie Gray were the Asian American businesses in Baltimore. So that's, that's the Baltimore town. And then we had, Kimberly Klasik, who did, I think it was in 2018, who did a phenomenal, she was an African-American local leader who did a phenomenal video when she was running for office showing the truth about Baltimore as she was being videotaped walking the streets in Baltimore, the disgusting situation that that city has been in, uh, given the Democrat leadership there. Um, so we had a horrible incident there where 30 people were shot. Uh, two ended up dying. And of course, while families were still being notified of incidents and, and people were still struggling with the devastation, the Democrats all had to come out and blame everybody but themselves. And here is a Baltimore mayor blaming Virginia, Texas and Florida, believe it or not. <laughs> He's a young guy. Um, African American. He's a slick talker. This, this I wasn't expecting to be the excuse. Hat tip to this dude for creativity in the blame game. Skins, please play clip three. 
Well, listen, we know historically most we recover every year more guns that come from other states, uh, the other 50 states than in Maryland combined. So we know that that's how it happens. We know that we've recovered uh, hundreds of ghost guns uh, this year, something that we have seen uh, decline this year. Uh, but uh, we recovered over 400 of them last year. These guns come into Maryland. And I want to be very clear about this because Maryland has gun laws that actually have an impact. We have a ghost gun ban, which is why. <laughs> You see those numbers coming down. Uh, but these weapons come from Virginia. They come from Texas. They come from Florida. They come from Alabama. They come from everywhere uh, in, in this country. And this is why it's critically important, not just for me as the mayor of Baltimore, but every mayor that will tell you the same thing. We have to deal with this issue of guns and the flow of illegal guns into the hands of people who should not have them at the national level. Ghost guns should be banned at the national level. Congress should be taking these things up right now, uh, as they said they would after Columbine happened way back in 1999. And here we are dozens, dozens of, of, of years later, decades later at this point, And we're still dealing with mass shootings because of the inaction to deal with this issue on the national level. Got to hand it to him. He's... <laughs> Maybe if uh, uh, Mayor Beetlejuice, maybe of Chicago, right, who got ousted for the first Democrat who didn't win a reelection as an incumbent in Chicago in I don't know what, 20, 30 years because of safety measures, right? Maybe if Beetlejuice had come out and blamed other states and said, no, it ain't our gun law. No, uh, you know, gun law crimes, gun control crimes actually work. These are just illegal guns that were trotted in here from other places. Maybe she might have won reelection. You got to hand it to this dude. That's some creativity going on there. That's some weapons grade gaslighting going on. Gun control laws work baby these are all bad guns brought in from across the country well you know i want to know then why the democrat leader there why they have not um, been able to use uh, all the um, leadership tools at their their disposal to try to stop those guns from coming in if they know where they're coming from why then why didn't they stop it why haven't they why haven't they put up a, a boundary of the state and stopped all these illegal guns from coming in surely they must know the source if he's able to state the specific, if he's able to document and, and roll off his tongue, the specific ta- states where he knows these guns are coming from, then why didn't he stop it? Then surely he must know exactly who was trotting these guns in. Who were these gun traffickers? Why hasn't the Biden administration with the Biden administration ATF and the Biden administration FBI done anything to stop these very specific traffickers of guns that they obviously know? exist they obviously know the pipeline right why haven't they stopped it the problem for this young man is he's not as smart and he's not as clever as he thinks he is because that doesn't even remotely pass the smell test okay gun control laws do not work and everybody knows it in fact even the democrat voters know that it's a bunch of nonsense they know that what the game is. Oh, you know, it, the problem is, is we got to have Congress. We got to have some national federal laws to try to stop guns. Look, we know what the game is. We know that this is about trying to to take guns away from the law abiding citizens. We know exactly what it's about. 
Uh, here's a, 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 I don't even know if I want to play this because it's so disingenuous and so phony. Somebody else on NBC uh, blaming extremist lawmakers for choosing, uh, you know, guns over families. Might as well play it because this is the way that they're trying to manipulate emotionally people uh, to go stupid, right? To go stupid instead of thinking for themselves, like I just explained. Uh, go ahead and play clip four, please. Our guns. So while extremist lawmakers choose to, to gut our gun laws, our families are paying the price. So this- mm-hmm. Another uh, another way to try to, to try to take the blame off of local officials, off of the, the cultural issues that are taking place and the Democrat policies that are that are fostering uh, the the uh, the no uh, bail, no cash bail and just all the things that are Democrat policies that are causing this crime wave across the country. And particularly the cultural issues. Uh, no, we, we've just got we've got to make sure that there's some centralized legislation and take guns away from the good law abiding citizens. Now, nah, it ain't going to it ain't going to happen. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Larry Clayman. It's been a while since he's been on the show. And I thought about him today because with Independence Day tomorrow, I want to get his legal as well as political perspective on the on where we at. We've had some phenomenal, phenomenal results out of SCOTUS last week. But at the same time, we've got a corrupt government. Can this country be saved? Can we really celebrate it tomorrow? Stay tuned. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. On this Independence Eve, super proud and honored to be an American and to, and to be just so blessed to have all of you patriots out there, whether you're listening to me in your car or whether you download the podcast. Don't forget our podcast is up yeah, usually every day except when it's a holiday or a weekend by noon the next day. And if you're listening to me on any of the crazy ways that the cool kids listen, all those devices out there, however you listen, uh, I, I just am, am feel honored and proud uh, to be a part of this experience that we have in trying to save this country. Email me at andreacasio.com. Email me at andreacasio.com. Also, don't forget, we have an amazing event coming up here in San Diego on August 10th. I'm going to be hosting a town hall, Saving America Town Hall, with Mike Gallagher and Brandon Tatum, two of our most favorite national hosts here on Salem Media. They're going to be here on August 10th. And you're going to get a chance to hang out with us. We've got a VIP reception that begins at 5, and then the general admission begins at 6.30. The VIP admission is very, very limited. That's where you get to hang out and have fun personally with me, Mike Gallagher, and Brandon Tatum. And then at 6.30, the town hall will begin, and we'll be taking questions from the audience. This is how we begin to take this country back. So go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com and get your tickets today. This is a small venue. We will not be adding seats so it's now uh, is the time for you to get your tickets to theanswersandiego.com. Joining me now is somebody that fights every day and has been for many years to save this country. Is a friend of the Andrea K. Show, my soul brother. I am his soul sister. Of course, I'm talking about Larry Clayman from Freedom Watch. Hello, my dear. Nice to hear from you, soul sister. Happy Glad to have you back. Day. Yes. And I can't think of a better person to have with me on this eve of Independence Day 
because uh, we had these amazing rulings from SCOTUS, and I want to get your opinion on that, uh, getting rid of affirmative action, tamping down this ridiculous idea of buying votes by paying off student loan debt, and then also tremendous victory in, in freedom of speech. I want you to speak to that in a way that only Larry Clayman from Freedom Watch can, and then also contrast that with what we have continuing these scandals. Every day it's another smoking gun with the corruption that's being covered up, the of the corruption of the Biden crime family that's being covered up by our own government. Andrea, of course, we're pleased with this. Wasn't a stroke of genius. It's clear that discrimination in this country is illegal. In fact, that's referenced in our Declaration of Independence right out of the bat. Secondly, with regard to the loan, obviously that's illegal. Uh, it's an executive order that overstepped over what Congress was empowered to do. So that wasn't a huge leap either, but we're happy with the decision. And, of course, uh, other issues which the Supreme Court has taken up. But here's the thing, is that the Biden administration is not going to stop with the Supreme Court rulings. It's going to seek to circumvent them. And you heard that in Biden's speech with regard to affirmative action. He says, well, those who go through adversity to get to a certain place deserve to be considered in terms of university admissions. Well, you know, I got to tell you, when I interview somebody, if, if it's harder for that person to get to the point where he's sitting in front of me on a desk, I certainly will take that into account. But these leftist universities, Harvard, Berkeley, uh, Duke, my, my alma mater and others, uh, they will use that as an excuse to continue with the affirmative action. And now Biden also says he has a way to get around the student loan decision. So it's going to be a fight. There's going to be a lot of litigation out there that continues. But I am pleased at what the Supreme Court did. But I don't give them, you know, an A plus for it. That's it was obvious in our Constitution what the law was. Right. Um, I, I would like to think that in spite of the fact that, you know, you don't have to be a comma JD to see that it was really the obvious ruling that should take place. We did have the three diversity hires, the diversity hire trio, uh, right dissents, uh, one that was so bad, according to Gorsuch, that she actually ended up circling back and, and, you know, arguing against herself, which was, which was humiliating. Um, so, um, so in spite of the fact that you're absolutely right, I mean, this should be, you know, hello, we're America, you you know, you don't solve any discrimination by discriminating. You don't, uh, you know, decide that you're going to rate, you know, rob the treasury to buy votes. And no, you don't tell a Christian person that they have to spew words that they don't want to spew simply because they're being paid to spew it. Um, at the same token, I think that at the same time, I think that Americans are trying to look at this as though this might be a, a, a turning point for this country to back to where uh, we we started in terms of our founding. But I think what you're saying is, is that no, this is this is just a, a speed bump in the road uh, for, that the Democrats have, which is to transform us from a constitutional republic to their Marxist utopia. And the real issue that we've got in this country is that we've got unelected bureaucrats that are really controlling things at the FBI, the DOJ, the CDC, and beyond. And I think that's the real problem we've got to solve. Well, you're right, Andrew. And what I'm saying is, is that, yes, we're thankful for the Supreme Court's decision. And it is, uh, frankly, an abortion, uh, pun intended, that it breaks down along ideological lines. The law should be the law. And these leftist justices, the three of them, and I might add 
that Kajanji Jackson, I've been in front of her. She's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Probably one of the <laughs> dumbest judges I've ever appeared in front of. Um, you know, the, the breaks down. I think you're way. being a gentleman there. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm actually restrained tonight. Uh, I got up at 3 a.m. this morning. <laughs> oh, dear. So that's probably why. But Thank the, you the for coming aspect, on tonight. Yeah. I didn't know you'd been up and had no sleep. That's okay. I do that frequently. But in any event, uh, the hour of the devil, I guess I confront him, uh, Joe Biden, at that hour. But the, the thing is, is that you're right. And we live in a country that's celebrating Independence Day. But in fact, we're living in a virtual dictatorship. And as you know, and you and I have to get it together in the near future, mm-hmm. I'm going to come down to San Diego and we will meet again, is that we need to mobilize all the talk show hosts in this country um, because they're the only ones that, that have any semblance of truth in terms of what's being said and really push for independence again of this country, a new government and not a new nation. This government is irretrievably broken. You know, and just last week, the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, throws Trump under the bus again. Mm-hmm. He says, well, I don't think he's the best candidate. You know, and he refuses uh, Lauren Boebert and also Marjorie Taylor Greene's attempts to impeach Joe Biden. They haven't impeached one person. No. Now, maybe it's difficult to get it through the Senate, but as a matter of principle, Trump was impeached twice. He's now been indicted twice. He's going to probably be indicted two or three times more. And they don't have the guts, the Republicans, to even mm-hmm. impeach Biden. And they're dealing with this idiot, Mayorkas. I went through uh, security at the airport uh, today at LAX, and I asked the TSA guy, I said, can you stand looking at that guy all day long? They had him on the monitor, Mayorkas. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said, no, no, I try to look in the other direction. I mean, this is, this is what we're dealing with. And, and everybody knows that the government uh, is working against the American people, and even the Republican Party is playing these games to raise money. And it's not the first time that Kevin McCarthy, you know, threw Trump under the bus. He wanted to have him impeached after January 6th. And also, he's not standing up for principle uh, because he's worried, frankly. I'm I'm tired of hearing the excuse, Larry Klayman, of, well, it can't pass the Senate. Well, it didn't pass the Senate, and and Trump didn't get voted uh, out out either in the Senate. But it didn't stop the Democrats because they were able to hold a hearing. And the Republicans, by the way, with the Ukrainian whistleblower impeachment could have brought Joe Biden and Hunter in then. And we wouldn't have Biden in the White House right now. So, uh, so, but, but they never use the tools that are available to them as a majority. I'm going to say it right now on air. I hadn't thought about it before, but we've got this, this, uh, uh, August event happening down here in San Diego with Mike Gallagher and with Brandon Tatum. And I think that might be a good night to explore with people, the idea of a third continental Congress or, do, you know, we, we've got to do something. I mean, people talk about the divorcing the country. You know, uh, splitting the country in divorce, that's that's basically an offshoot of what we've been talking about. And we need to get this conversation rolling. And I, I think the Save Save America Town Hall might be the place to do it. Yeah, I'm that gonna, would be I've, great. If I can get there, I will. And um, yeah, it would be great. I'll send if you we the information on it because I know you're busy. I've got a skedaddle. I've got Gregory Wrightstone coming up because I don't know if okay. you've heard, mm-hmm. Larry, but the Biden administration is talking about trying to block the sun. From, you know, I mean, what in the world? I mean, the Biden administration trying to block the sun so that they can solve global warming, which is just a complete hoax. Right. I I Uh, guess we got to get them the Beatles uh, record. Here comes the sun. That could be, you know, perhaps like. (laughs) Tell everybody how they can get information on Freedom Watch. And then I'm going to contact you in the next few days offline and, and tell you about the event and see if you can come. 
Look forward to it, Soul Sister. God bless Tell you. everybody where to go to for Freedom Watch. Go to freedomwatchusa.org. We could use tax-deductible contributions. We need more lawyers, more office space, more paralegals. We are your Justice Department. Absolutely. Thank you, Larry Clayman. Have a wonderful Independence Day. Stay safe. You too. God bless. All right. Now, you guys, come on back because we've got Gregory Wrightstone here, who's who's really the has been the counter to Al Gore and his inconvenient truth. Uh, for years, and he's going to be here to talk about the scheme that they've been trying to cook up about possibly blocking the sun. What could go wrong? Hmm. We'll talk about it when we come back. The Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. That's that bumper music that always gets me in a good groove. Mm-mm-mm. I'm already kind of giggling because our next guest is going to be is here to talk about the White House um, being open to a plan that would block the sunlight from hitting the surface of the earth in in an attempt to block global warming. And by the way, I've had like a cloud hanging over my house here in the Hoya for for months. Uh, So I kind of could use some some help in getting the sun to where I'm at. Um, maybe this is what they mean when they refer to Biden as dark Brandon, right? Uh, the dude that's trying to block the sun. I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe Gregory Wrightstone, who's author of the book Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. Maybe he can help me understand what this, <laughs> what this plan that they're, that they're thinking about implementing, what it's all about. Hi, Gregory Wrightstone. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. It's been a long time since you've been on my show. You may not even remember it, but I certainly remember you. And um, and and you're busting Al Gore in your book. Hey there. Oh yeah. No, of course I remember. It has been a while. Uh, we had to do do it more often. But yeah, I mean they're talking about injecting uh, chemicals into the atmosphere and 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 sulfates into the atmosphere to block the sun. What could go wrong? I'll tell you what <laughs> could go wrong. What could go wrong? It. it, it we can talk, if we have time, a little bit about the history of what happened during previous times uh, when when we, we had uh, unnat- or a natural geoengineering of blocking out the sunlight. It was horrific. But first, let's talk about agriculture that is likely going to be chiefly affected by this. If you think back to middle school, uh, you know about photosynthesis, right? What do we need mm-hmm. for photosynthesis? You need three things, water, sunlight, and carbon dioxide. And the more carbon dioxide, the better. And actually, the more sunlight, the better. And what, what are their solutions uh, to, what they, to solving this, what I call a non-existent climate crisis, uh, is, is knocking the legs out of two of those three things that we need for photosynthesis and crop growth. They, they first want to reduce carbon dioxide levels which would be horrific and bad, bad, bad for crop growth and feeding our population because, again, uh, uh, vegetation and crop growth have been fueled tremendously by increases in carbon dioxide, and they will continue to do so as we add more CO2 to the atmosphere. Now they want to cut sunlight to the earth. Uh, so now we've got two of the three things. And there's another, there's another part of this that the uh, Green New Deal people, the Ned Zero crowd, want to push, 
is getting rid of, of nitrogen-based fertilizers, which are hugely important uh, to the production of, of crops that are feeding a, a growing population. I, excuse me for interrupting, but before I forget, I think that's what, was it the farmers in, in the Netherlands? Sri Lanka. Well, it first started in Sri Lanka where the president right. banned nitrogen fertilizers. He says, we're going to save the planet. We're going to do our part. The country is, is an agriculture-based country. It collapsed. The mm-hmm. economy collapsed within nine months in Sri Lanka. Um and, and, and that, that's just a great example. The Netherlands is trying to get rid of, of nitrogen-based fertilizer, and uh, they're, they're cutting back on their farms. It's, it's just stupid. It's, it's, some estimates are that uh, crop growth will be reduced just by reducing nitrogen-based fertilizers uh, by as much as 50 percent. Uh, so we so if we so if we ban are, that, and then then they they start. I mean, to me, just from what I'm hearing you say so far, because I I saw this story and I thought, oh my gosh, this is just the dopiest, dumbest thing in the world. And then and now I'm hearing you, and I'm thinking, you know, they're trying to force this lab grown meat on us out here in California, or the FDA has already approved, uh, approved lab grown chicken out here. And, you know, it, they, it, so I, it, it's almost as though it feels like, and I don't care if I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but the, you know, we know that China's buying up our farmland. Bill Gates is buying up our farmland. It's like they want to be able to control our food supply. And this is the perfect way yeah. for them to destroy our crops and shove us into eating lab grown meat. Just, yeah, just think, but it's, it's really, again, I'm, I'm a scientist. I'm a geologist and I lead a, the CO2 coalition, which is, we're a scientific group, some of the top scientists in the world. But this, when, when, when we talk about, you can't help but think of some grand conspiracy. It's really almost an anti-human agenda. What are we going to do to feed a growing population? We need to continue to expand our crop production. Who could disagree with that? But everything they're doing is you're reducing one of the prime nutrients for crop growth, CO2. You want to ban the primary nutrient, which is nitrogen-based fertilizers. Since that was developed in the 1930s, uh, crop growth has, has, has exploded along with CO2 increases. And you now you want to block the sun. Uh, if you look over the history, what happened? Well, let's just go back. I mean, uh, hey, just a second. We're talking. Hold on, just a second, sweetheart. We're talking to Gregory Wrightstone uh, about this dopey plan, or actually could be considered. I'm starting to think is actually an evil plan to block the sun. Gregory is author of the book Inconvenient Facts: The Science That Al Gore Doesn't Want You to Know. Okay, so what is the history in us blocking the sun? Well, well, well let's just go back to the longest one. What happened with natural? We, we've got experience with natural geoengineering and blocking the sky. The biggest one, of course was the big asteroid that hit the planet uh, uh, that blocked out the, the, the sun and it didn't end well for the dinosaurs. Uh, but that was, ama- I mean, that's considerably diff- bigger than what, what they're talking about. But other events, uh, we go back, whenever Mount Pinatubo erupted in, in 1991, we had a global cooling for two and a half years after Pinatubo erupted. And uh, there's actually a lesser known uh, volcano of about the same magnitude that nobody knows about that exploded that went off in Chile. Those two back to back cooled our atmosphere because they 
put aerosols high in the atmosphere that reflected the sun rays so they never hit the earth to warm the earth and they were reflected into space. And that, that's the theory of geoengineering. Uh, we, we can look back to the year 536 A.D., uh, 535, an unknown volcano, probably in Iceland, went off, and it led to a decade of just horrific famine, pestilence, and mass depopulation. Uh, and the, 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 the volcano Hecla, again in Iceland, in the year 1104 erupted, did the same thing. Uh, natural geoengineering reflecting uh, erupted, uh, and it led to just horrific uh, problems throughout that whole that whole year. They they went through uh, uh, harvest failures, famines, epidemics. Uh, there was a dramatic fall in population. In fact, it's estimated as much as fifty percent of the population of Iceland perished during that time. Um, they actually, Denmark owned they they controlled that. They they considered abandoning the island, the Iceland, uh, completely. Uh, these are the horrific things that we might get wrong. What if we get it wrong? What if we do too much of this geoengineering? Oh, well, oops, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, do you trust the experts? I know uh, we no. just went through focus. These are the same people that, these are the same people that lied to us, Gregory Wrightstone, told us to put a mask on our face when they knew masks didn't work, locked healthy people in their home. Healthy people couldn't move about society. We, for the first time in our, in our history, we were mandating that healthy people get tested, right? Um, telling people that, that they couldn't go to the gym. They couldn't couldn't go out, and, and, and you could go out and walk down the beach, but you couldn't sit on the beach. I mean, it was insane. These are the people we're supposed to trust to start messing with our with our system here that affects our ability to eat. I don't think so. We're almost out of time, Gregory Wrightstone. Wrap us up here, thirty seconds. What do you want people to take away from this story, and how can they read your book? Well, the the, the, the big thing, the big takeaway is, and my, my second book I'm, I'm nearly complete with, it's, it's called A Very Convenient Warming, How Modest Warming and Increasing CO2 Are Benefiting Humanity. And that's what we see, is mm. warming combined with more CO2 is having a hugely great beneficial impact on our ecosystems and on humanity. And we should celebrate that. History tells us warming is good. We see every time over the last, going back 5,000 years, each of the warming periods were hugely beneficial, and it's a whole cold periods that were horrific. We don't want to encourage another one of these cold periods, which uh, they're, they're doing everything wrong, and they, they need mm-hmm. to rely on the science. Well, Gregory Wrightstone, you are the man of the science. The book is in, uh, uh, Inconvenient Facts. or con- Tell everybody what the name of the book is quickly and where to get it. Incom- Inconvenient Facts, uh, go to inconvenientfacts.xyz or buy it on Amazon. Thank you very much. Thanks for being here. We'll have you back real soon. And you guys come back real soon because we're going to be right back after this break. Don't go anywhere. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrew Cation. Going to go to the phones. Frank from San Diego is on the line. He wants to weigh in. Hello, Frank. Hey, good afternoon, Andrea. Dying to hear from you this week. Um, I wrote a little something for you. Um, it goes like this: In remembrance, 
Some stood tall for the red, white, and blue. Some had to fall. Love your country and be proud. Save a place in your heart and recall those who fall. We, the people of this United States, would rather die on our feet than live on our knees. Wow. That's beautiful, Frank. We sh- we, we need to, we're going to say that, isolate that, and play it uh, uh, regularly on the show, because I just think that that's, that's certainly how we should be thinking, that we should be thinking, you know what, I don't want to live on my knees. I'd rather I'd I'd rather take a bullet and and fall than live on my knees because that's really yep. that's really where this country is going and um I think that we should all be remembering tomorrow what this country was founded on and this and and who it was founded on it was founded on a bunch of young men and people that were willing to risk and did risk everything their money their lives etc for freedom and over and over far less tyranny happening in the country at that point than is happening right now so thank you frank thank you for calling in we appreciate you love you i believe in you and love your show we'll see thank you frank appreciate you so much god bless be safe tomorrow um you know skins we just have the best listeners don't we just so many patriots i I, i'm all the time confronted with because they do a lot of media like you know Newsmax throughout the week, One America News, Real America's Voice, my three favorite networks by the way, um, and you know and and on social media all that. In fact, the DeSantis team has been tweeting out you know about California and and there there was some snarky tweet that the DeSantis War Room tweeted out yesterday about you know Calif- you know slamming California. And it was just really, really tone deaf. You know, um, I, I don't know if the DeSantis team just isn't aware that this is not a Florida election, that the presidential election includes voters everywhere. Uh, maybe they think, you know, California is gone so they can disrespect California, you know, citizens here. Um, but, it, you know, it bothers me when it, that people think that there's not there's no conservatives here. People think there's no patriots here. That it's all a bunch of Democrats that are voting for transgenderism and stuff, and that's just not the reality. You know, I had I had a lunch meeting today with a couple of patriots that, you know, we we you know want to fight to save the state instead of not everybody can just pack up and leave. That's another thing that bothers me that I see it's so prevalent on social media. Well, Californians are to blame. Like every Californian has voted for him, or you know, well you could pack up and leave. Not everybody can leave. People have businesses here. There's lots of people in San Diego County that are you know house rich and cash poor. And, you know, all their money is tied up in their house, right? And, you know, and the housing market's kind of not doing that great right now. And then what are you going to do? So anyway, uh, it's just a lot of people don't necessarily know how many amazing patriots who love this country and conservatives and good people here in California and San Diego County. And we're blessed that we get to we get to interact with them, aren't we? 100 percent. 100 percent. And you are. Um, What are your plans for for uh, Independence Day tomorrow? Anything that you want to share? Not particularly. I'd rather just keep it close to the vest, but going to be hanging out with family and uh, definitely celebrating this great nation. Well, I mean, that's that's enough is that you're going to be celebrating this great nation. I didn't know if you had a particular favorite food item that you wanted to share. Um, I mean, it seems as though Fourth of July is all about hot dogs, you know, burgers, you know, the traditional American oh, stuff. Oh, m- my church this past weekend, we did a freedom fried chicken. So we uh, we celebrated okay. early uh, over at uh, Life Point Church. It was great stuff. 
I'm going to a, a, a party tomorrow and everybody's supposed to put, you know, potluck. And I just decided I am going to trot out. Some of these people have not had the famous Southern sausage cheese balls. Frankie, if you're listening from Baton Rouge, I know you had to have had some of these sausage cheese balls growing up because you can't go to any church fellowship. You can't go to any get together in the South where somebody didn't bring some sausage cheese balls. Uh, what's that? Tom from San Diego is on the line. Oh, okay. Well, hey, Tom from San Diego. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Hey, Thank I had you. A quick com- I had a quick comment. Uh, a few days back, you had a lady on, was, I think it was head of the Republican uh, committee here in San Diego. And one of the things that you guys talked about was getting involved locally. And I agree with that, except the only concern I have is, that there's is there any strategy on the Republican side on who we put out there in these individual districts to compete? Because I think it was the 53rd congressional district when uh, Lorena Gonzalez used to have that, and I think Vargas took that over. But the guy that competed with him from the Republican side was an older white gentleman, which was a fine, but he got creamed and i'm just wondering if there's any uh buddy in the republican side to say hey we we need to go after them with a conservative hispanic and give them a run for their money what, what do you what are your thoughts on that well the the um it, that came up in a conversation today um i had a, i had a lunch meeting with somebody from the republican party and somebody's interested in running for office and um, first of all, you know, you have to run in an area where you're allowed to run, given for whether or not you're wanting to run for school board or city council. Like if you live in La Jolla, you can't really run for Chula Vista City Council, right? So, you know, that's a factor in terms of who, you know, what candidates we have. It's also a factor that um, whether, you know, whether or not there's a Republican incumbent, um, but the biggest factor is there's not enough people that are willing to run for office. So the so there can't be much strategy when there's only one person, for example, who's willing to run for a city council seat against a Democrat. Then that's going to be who we run. Unfortunately, same thing with Congress or same thing with Senate. It seems as though when it comes to the to the to um, the congressional races and the Senate races, there's we almost have too many people that run. And with a jungle primary in those races. Um, it, you know, it, what can happen, like when Tom DeBacaro was running against Kamala Harris, we had too many Republicans. And the jungle primary is the top two people in the primary, primary end up in, in the general. And if it ends up being two Democrats, because we had 25 Republicans, and by the time that the votes got all spread out, we didn't have enough to make it into the top two, then we're going to end up with two Democrats. So sometimes we don't have, and most of the time, we don't have enough Republicans willing to run for the small local plate races. And we've got too many that want to run for the big races because people, people think, well, I'm too good. I don't want to be city council. I'm going to run for Senate. You know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she was a bartender and she ran for, uh, you know, for Senate and, or, or Congress and made it on the first try and with $7,000. And so they think, oh, I'm going to run for Senate. So, you know, we, th- there's, there's an attempt to be as strategic a- as possible. But, you know, it depends on who's willing to run. And then they've got to be willing to listen. And, and, you know, if they've never run before, listen to people who've done it, run campaigns, be willing to work really hard and raise money. So there's a lot of factors that have to come into play. But thank you so much for calling, Tom. I appreciate it. Um, You guys stay, stay tuned for hour two. We've got much to talk about tonight. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.